The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. I'm hanging out with my dear friend, and he is... Mike Fiella. Yes, you are. I am. <laughs> alive and well, and just finished a cup of coffee, and You're... just excited for the, the, the program today. Man, I'm, I'm Steve Tiber. I had to throw Mike a curveball, because I always say, I'm Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. But anyways, <laughs> hey, welcome. We're going to share some God-sized stories from the mission field, and today... You're going to hear about some volunteers who are serving in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. Mike, it's been about Mm. almost four weeks. Okay. Hundreds and hundreds. I believe altogether about 800 volunteers have served in multiple sites in Louisiana with Eight Days Hope. Today's our last day in Mandeville, which is just over the bridge north of New Orleans, where we were serving Lacombe, Mandeville, and Covington. But Mike, also, uh, we are wrapping up our second full week of feeding people in need in Laplace, Louisiana, where there has been no power. Mm -hmm. Some of it just came on this week. But they have made, I think it's over 15,000 meals already for free, sharing the gospel, praying for families. So we're in Mandeville, we're in Laplace, and we just are (laughs) announcing today that starting next week, Eight Days Hope will be in Kenner, Louisiana. So you're, you, you, the listener, have a lot of opportunities to serve. You don't have to be a skilled professional. You don't have to be a cook. You don't have to be a chainsaw operator. Go to the website, 8dayshope.com. Mike, it is a busy season for the I'm ministry. I'm telling you. So, listener, there, you can never say, there's nothing for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a place to come out and serve skilled, less skilled. There's... a an opportunity to get involved and see how the Lord is working through people across this nation. This is a good time to, to, to be alive and serving the Lord Jesus. You know, our country is going through some unique times, right? I mean, we, we're, we're divided people, um, sometimes socially, politically, you know, vaccinate COVID, you know, all those things that can separate us. And, and we get so passionate about, I don't know about you, Mike, this is a perfect time for the church to be passionate about yes. serving those in need. Just meeting the needs, the physical needs, it turns into spiritual needs. You end up praying for people. Yes, that's what we need. Down to the basics. And some of and these are basic needs. So mm-hmm. you know the volunteers they've helped hundreds of families in Mandeville by taking trees off their homes. You know we have our fifty five foot lift truck been operating nonstop. Uh, we brought our shower trailer down to give people in Laplace who haven't had power and hot water or water heaters to heat up their water when they get their power back to come down. Mike, we took our laundry trailer to Laplace. <laughs> Love it. It's amazing. God provided a laundry trailer. There's 10 commercial washers and dryers. That thing has been nonstop from sun up to sun down. Not just serving the families in need in Laplace, yes. but we heard just recently the power linemen, the linemen and line women yes. who are putting the power back and putting all the poles back where they need to be, they have no place to take uh, to get their laundry done. And so, and volunteers are doing it for them, and they're sharing the gospel. And that wasn't planned. That was <laughs> a God thing. <laughs> but you know what? In the past, donors have donated 80s Hope where we were able to buy that piece of equipment. It's not a cheap piece of equipment, but it's been amazing to hear some of the God-sized stories. I'll never forget in Iowa... The laundry trailer was there, Mike, mm-hmm. and there was a, a father and a son who brought three loads of laundry after the Derocho windstorm last year in August in Cedar Rapids, and they came to know Jesus 
they as knelt, a result. Yeah. They knelt on their kneel, knees in the laundry trailer and prayed to receive Christ. That's what it's all about. Let the pause be here because we need to hear that. They came to do their laundry. Let's back up. Um, the finances were provided to get us a laundry tra- trailer. We put it out there because Jesus had a purpose and an, and, and, and an intent for this family to come to know Jesus. Now, now it's not going to end there. They're going to go and share, and, and then somebody else is going to come to know the Lord. Just think about that first step, that first step, and how many times you take a first step and the finances aren't there. That's what we always say, you know, pray, volunteer, and donate, because this is what happens. People come to know the Lord. I'll tell you a quick story in Mandeville before we get to our first guest. And we have two guests today. We're going to be talking to Cheryl Reynolds. She's one of our feeding managers. She's a volunteer. Uh, she's a retired uh, lady who's she's amazing. Her and her husband are serving in Louisiana. She's overseeing the feeding team. We'll be talking to her. And then Richard Anthony Torres, R-A-T, yes, his friends call him rat. rat. He is not a rat. He's one of the greatest people I've ever oh, met. Wow. What a what a great heart. He's been leading teams to tarp roofs. Okay. You know, every roof in Laplace, Louisiana needs mm. to be tarped before, you know, these families, some of them have not come back home yet okay. because their power is just getting on as we speak. So we'll be talking to him as well. But we were in Mandeville and a tree, because of Hurricane Ida, fell through a house and the tree the limb went into a boy's bed right through his pillow and his bed. And just literally, you, yes, 30 seconds before, the, the boy heard a noise, sat up in the bed, got off the bed, and the tree came crushing down. Where he was, where his head was. Where he was. Yeah. And so the volunteers with Eight Days Hope, they went out, they took the tree off the house, they took the tree out of the bedroom, they tarped the roof, they shared Jesus. But I'll tell you, the, the father the father went through a transformation. Mm. So he was a believer. He confessed that he had walked away from the Lord, but he couldn't believe that God had spared his son. He couldn't believe that God would send volunteers with this ministry called Eighties Hope to do this work for him for free. Mike, him and his family came every single night to dinner, not for the free meal, no, no. You know, I know they enjoyed the fellowship, but they wanted to be a part of our nighttime worship and devotion. And he confessed sure. his sins to the volunteers and said, I will never abandon our Father in heaven again. He spared my son. He sent me you. I'll never be the same. Folks, if you're sitting out there and you're in the middle of a situation, a bad situation like this, um, and you have that tendency to think, God, why would you do this and, and, mm-hmm. and get upset and angry? I, I get it. But look what God is doing in the midst of a disaster, in the midst of bad things that happen. Yeah. I and, mean, he's, and, he's at know, work. God's at work. And bad things do happen because of sin. Yes. You know, yes. And, now, and yes, God could stop all this on, you know, God can, he's God. He, you know, yet people do get cancer and, and people do get in car accidents and hurricanes form. And they change people's lives forever, sometimes because of loss of a loved one or Mm -hmm. loss of a home or loss of their business. But because of all this, the church gets a chance to be a glimpse of Jesus. Okay. Come on. When you hear a glimpse of Jesus, what goes through your mind, Mike? Savior, help, hope, forgiveness, 
all those things that we need is mm. a is a person and uh, in a situation that we at eight days of hope experience by serving people get to see it right in their front lawns right when their need is greatest mm. right when they can recognize we need god to take another step today to breathe to live to eat so i don't know if i answered that question right no That's you did no, no you did i mean because you know, I was sharing with you the other day that, you know, I was in Laplace and I was walking down the street, was shooting a video and a lady came out and was saying, please tarp my roof. And, and before I left, she just looked me straight in the eyes and said, please help me. Mm. Mm. Now I didn't go back and tarp that roof, but our volunteers did. They did. And I promise you, she saw hope and joy and promise mm-hmm. and light during a very dark time. And that's what we as volunteers get to do with Eight Days of Hope. Sure. If you know nothing about Eight Days of Hope, that's okay. Go to the website, eightdaysofhope.com. Go to our YouTube channel and uh, watch some of our videos. But when you go to the website, just submit your email address. Anytime God opens up a door for us to help out families after natural disasters or to build safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking. Those are the two things we do. We help out families after natural disasters. And we help out ministries build facilities. Um, and those are, are the human disasters. Mm-hmm. Those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. Help them turn their lives around. And I know, Mike, that next week mm-hmm. we're starting our seventh project seventh. in South Dakota Incredible. with Call to Freedom. This is a 13,000 square foot building that's going to be built. The volunteers will be there for 14 days. <laughs> oh, come on. And, and this facility will have two and three bedroom apartments for those ladies who've been rescued to get the emotional, physical, spiritual help they need, but also a place they can bring their kids to and they can stay there, get the help they need, live there for free for two years. That is an incredible, incredible number. Two years. And they have access to help even afterwards. So, you know, folks, get get involved. There's always there's something to, for everyone to do here. If you're skilled, if you're a handyman, handywoman, maybe you're a painter, maybe you know how to do flooring, you're a plumber. We always need plumbers. Seems like there's a shortage of plumbers. Really? Mike. Yeah. Electricians, hmm. email us at safehouse at eightdayshope.com, and we'll, we will let you know anytime we go anywhere. Um, we're going to be in South Dakota in uh, starting next week for a couple weeks. In November, Mike, we're coming to the Northeast and we're going to be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Looking forward to that. Yeah, mm. it's going to be in November. So we're excited about that as well. Yeah. Again, we always tell people, pray, volunteer, donate. Eight Days Hope, we're going to be in Louisiana until October 23rd. Uh, we are in Laplace, Louisiana as we speak. We're leaving Mandeville, Louisiana today after being there for 24 days. And we're setting up camp this week in Kenner, Louisiana. That starts Friday night of next week. So if you have some time on your hands, you can volunteer for one day, two days, three days, five days, all 21 days. So how do you keep this all straight? <laughs> I, well, I, I do sleep, but, but when I wake up, I do think about all that God is doing. And I'm amazed that God allows us to be a part of it, to be honest with you. Well, 181 volunteer leaders yes. and, you know, and a five staff. <laughs> yeah, five member staff, right? Two of them in South Dakota next week. Yeah. And you know what's great today, Mike, is we're in, we're in multiple parts of Louisiana 
and not one staff member is there mm. out of the five that, that people. speaks volumes. Now, I'll be there tomorrow, but I'll only be there for a couple days. They don't need Steve to show up, I promise you. <laughs> These volunteer leaders, we train them at mm-hmm. our national headquarters in Tupelo, Mississippi. And maybe today you're listening, you're driving down the road in, in Iowa, or maybe you're in Missouri today or in upstate New York, and you're almost semi-retired, or maybe you're retired and you're looking to do something to give back, to kind of... Be a part of your legacy. Maybe you you know how to make food. You're a cook. Maybe you worked in a kitchen or at a cafeteria. Please, we need people that know how to make food. Yes. Probably the one area that I'm just praying today of God was to send manna. He would send Mm -hmm. us three or four more cooks. Because, Mike, we could be making food in multiple cities right now as we speak. And we've got the facilities. Yeah, facilities and the equipment. And And the equipment. Yeah, People, people, people it to is. get it done. Your greatest assets. <laughs> sure. No doubt. Mike, our first guest today is going to be one of those people. Uh, her name is Cheryl Reynolds, and Cheryl makes food, and she leads people to make food for families in need. And she's in Laplace, Louisiana. Is Today we're making thousands of meals, and it, it is just unbelievable but believable what God is doing down in Laplace. So, hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Cheryl Reynolds. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. Is your faithful? 
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with one of my best friends, Mr. Mike Fiella. Mike, good to have you again. It is so good to be with you this morning. You do this every time you start the show and or we come back from a break, that, that Steve Tiber smile. Folks, you got to see <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, but right. <laughs> if you meet Steve, you'll see a great smile on uh, his face. Thank you, Mike. Well, today I'm smiling because of our, our first guest, Cheryl Reynolds. Um, really got a chance to know her because she's kind of come around our national headquarters a lot lately, but I want to share, I want her to share her journey in regards to the Eight Days of Hope. But Cheryl is down in Laplace, Louisiana. She okay. is our feeding leader this week as she is working with volunteers to provide thousands of meals to families in need. And so Cheryl, you're in Laplace. Thank you for taking some time stepping away from the oven or from uh, whatever you were making, but uh, how are you this, this day? I am blessed. I'm quite blessed. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. So, Cheryl, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, uh, maybe, um, you know, your spouse and, and what got you involved, the Eight Days of Hope, where you live. Give us a little bit of your, your short bio, please. Okay. Um, originally, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, we, My husband and I moved to Arkansas for a time, and that's where we first heard about Eight Days of Hope. We have been involved in international missions, and I love that, but I've always felt like we need to take care of the folks in our own backyard mm-hmm. first. So when we heard John Riley on AFR talking about this uh, work we could do here in the States, we decided that was definitely something for us. Uh, we went to Houston in 2018, the first back-to-back and we were doing rebuild-type things. Um, In Fort Smith, Arkansas, which was the next year, they were asking for cooks. And I'm not a trained chef. (laughs) I'll make that clear. (laughs) But I I do love to cook and so enjoy doing that. And my husband, Randy, looked at me and he said, I think that's something you could probably do. And I started helping uh, helped with several more events, and then I was asked if I might be interested in being a leader. And I really had to pray about that, but um, I do enjoy it. I love it. I've been leading for about a year and a half now. So, Mike, this is how God opens up a door. Here's a volunteer says yes, because mm-hmm. you, you say many times sure. on the show, it starts with you just saying yes. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go serve the kingdom mm-hmm. and see what God does. There, you you two, you and your husband Randy, you guys are an amazing couple, and and Thanks. and I tell you, so Randy, your husband, mm-hmm. Mike, I cannot <laughs> walk by the guy. I mean, can't walk by him without taking his hat off and him praying for me. Really, every single time. Really? Now, when I see him the third awesome. time in the same day, I'm like Randy. Brother, I've been prayed up, man. I got to move on to my next thing. But I, but both of you have amazing hearts. So you're a feeding leader. You're leading people today. How does the menu come together? I mean, someone calls you and says, "Hey, can you lead a team?" Like, do you sit down and quickly put together a menu, or how does that all happen? Well, under normal circumstances, we have a pre-planned menu we start with to get us through the first few days of the event. This particular event is anything but normal. Uh, We did have a menu we started with for a couple of days, 
but we're finding our numbers are fluctuating some. Mm. So base, basically what happens is we look at what we have, we look at what God has blessed us with, and we put it together to where it makes sense. It's a good balanced meal. And that's, that's just basically what happens every day. So your numbers, how do you prepare for that? I mean, do you have, you don't have fixed numbers uh, who's coming to yeah, be right. fed they, they, don't, they don't make a reservation. I, mean, I was going to say, mean, they don't have tables no. and chairs. <laughs> yeah, and so, so yeah, walk us, walk us down that path logistically. So yeah. you make food. How do you know to make 300 meals or 1,000 meals? And, and what has the line of cars been like since you've been there? Oh, wow. Um, as far as our breakfast and our dinner, we've got a pretty good idea on those two because it's basically our volunteers and the church volunteers and and the linemen we are trying to feed the linemen as well so we could be in the 30 50 range on that that's not too hard to work with um the lunch is the mass feeding and there we're looking at anywhere from 400 to 700 Mm, that's a what and what we start, what? yeah, that's that's a lot. Now we do have uh, churches who have asked for a set number of meals, so that helps us a bunch there. We've got a baseline. We try to plan for at least ten percent above that, and when the cars start coming through the line, mm. we will start feeding at twelve <laughs> o'clock. Uh, we go Amazing. till two, two thirty, or whenever the food runs out. Oh. And when the food runs out, we have a case of MREs that was given to us by another organization, and we give those out until the cars quit coming. Mm. I mean, we're trying to make sure that anybody who comes through that line gets something to eat. I think that's so important, and this is something, it's a basic need. Now, Eight Days of Hope is known around the country as the organization that builds homes or renovates homes in eight days after a disaster or builds safe houses for those who've been rescued to sex trafficking like we talked in the first segment, Mike. But here's something we've never done before. But because of people like Cheryl, Mm -hmm. you know, we pray about it. We know that God's going to provide the resources because he's Jehovah Jireh. You go out and you Mm -hmm. make a purchase of food. Equipment gets moved down. And and you guys are going to be there, it looks like, about two full weeks of Mm -hmm. feeding families in need. So the power still is starting to come on. But those cars are still coming, aren't they, Cheryl? Yes. Absolutely. We fed uh, very nearly 500 again yesterday, wow. and today looks more like 600. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have Do you have any Me, Do you have any God stories or, or moments where you just knew that God was in this, or somebody that was touched by the food, or something you could share with the listeners to encourage? Absolutely. Great. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't think it's any big secret. We have some food shortage problems in this country right, right. now. Yeah. And we are seeing some of that on this end, particularly with protein products. And we had a day where I was looking two or three days down the line, and I'm like, I don't think we have enough protein to get us through to that point. Mm. Not 15 minutes later, a semi, a reefer, pulled up in the parking lot out here. A lady gets out. She comes to me. She said, hey, we have had a delivery that was rejected by another supplier. All that's the matter with it is the box is a little crushed and they won't take it. And I said, well, what what is it? Protein. Yeah, she said, it is nine full corned beef briskets. Now, that's enough to feed 
500 people. Oh, my God. Okay, now is that odd or is that God? Also, <laughs> is that odd or is that, that God? God? I like yes. that. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. We have a gentleman cooking with us who does championship barbecue. He knows his way all around a brisket. So he knows exactly how to cook this. He's already uh, done one. It is fantastic. So we're going to have corned beef brisket. Okay. So just so you know that tomorrow I'm going to be in Laplace. And so if you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to make some tomorrow, I'll be there because it's. Well, uh, we'll make sure. <laughs> no, no, you do whatever God's calling you to do. Mike, think about this though. God provides the people sure. and the resources. It's 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 the ram in the thicket. It's it's the it's the yes. fish in the bread. Yes. This is who God is. And people, if you're listening today, you've never stepped out in faith, pray for the ministry of eight days of hope, volunteer with the ministry of eight days of hope, donate to help buy some food with the ministry of eight days of hope. But I tell you, Cheryl, what goes through your mind as you lead people and you feed people? When you leave there, I know you're going to be exhausted because you're a hard worker. I've watched you, girl. My gosh, you are amazing, you and your husband. When you leave, what's going to be going through your mind as you leave Laplace, Louisiana, in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida? Oh, wow. It's always such a mix of emotions. Um, I feel so badly for the people because I know that even though we're doing as much as we possibly can, there will still be a need when we have right. to walk away. Sure. And that, that part's hard. But I stand so in awe of God because I will lay awake and worry at night about how we're going to do this. How are we going to do that? Where's this going to come from? And he always takes care of it. And I keep having to remind myself, get out of the way. Let him do what he needs to to do and he he is faithful every single time sure sure i have stories like i just told you from every trip i've been on cheryl how about a story quick story now we're always talking about those that were serving what about those that served there's always interaction there um yeah because i because i've heard about two cooks in a kitchen don't don't work real well but um (laughs) and and don't share any dirt there's probably not any dirt but you know how that is I like your question, Mike, though. Go on. I interrupted. My bad. No, no, go ahead. I I think. And this is another God moment, and this is real interesting. Um, The gentleman that does the uh, competition barbecue, his name's Rick Bunch. I, in a very roundabout way, know him from Arkansas. I worked with him and his wife, Terry and Waverly. Um, As we were talking in conversation, it came up that they were from Oil Trough, Arkansas. And I just happened to have gone to church with a young man from Oil Trough, Arkansas, when I lived there. And I said, well, do you know so-and-so? And her eyes lit up, and she said, well, that's my son. And oh, I'm like, oh, boy. It just yeah. amazes me how God it. puts people together. And, and they are honestly such great servants of God. Oh, and great. there, I can promise you there is no headbutting going on we oh, work good. together as a good. team they do breakfast we do dinner so everybody gets a little rest nice and it has just been an absolute blessing on this trip to have them that's great mm-hmm. now your, your husband randy now is he working with you in the kitchen or do you kind of shush him out and he goes does something else with maybe the tarping <laughs> team i i, I, I no. 
No, he has a joke. When he does chainsaws, which normally he repairs chainsaws, he has a little navy apron he wears. Well, I made him a checkered apron to wear in the kitchen, <laughs> so he has changed aprons, and yes, he is cooking. Oh, he gets great. up with that's me, great. and he stays right with me every step of the way. I love and, it. Love it, love it, yeah. love it. What's, what's for lunch today? For lunch today is a hamburger with potato salad, uh, quartered orange, mm-mm, mm-mm. and uh, some dessert. We give everybody a little snack bag that will have brownies or cookies or oh. something of that nature. That and just whatever we can give them to get them through till their next meal. Oh, that's incredible. I'm, I'm hungry. I was saying the same thing. My, my mouth, saliva, I don't go there visually, but my mouth started getting water. I'm like, wait a minute, is it almost time for lunch, Mike? Oh, boy. Oh, my you. gosh. We're talking to Cheryl Reynolds here on Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. She's in Laplace, Louisiana, serving with volunteers. She's a volunteer, her and her husband. They travel on their own dime, and they just love and serve the brokenhearted. They're making food, and they're feeding thousands and thousands and thousands of people uh, over the next two weeks. I think we're into the second week as we speak. Show yes. we, we, we got to wrap up in a second, but um, when 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 you said yes to serve as a volunteer with Eight Days of Hope, what were you expecting out of that, or what were you hoping for um, when you said yes, Lord, use me? I think at first I thought, well, this will just be something fun to do once in a while, you know, and and I'm being real honest with you here. I thought I'll go serve God and then I can feel good about myself. Um, What I did, and and I was pretty shallow when I first started. God has taken this and helped me grow to where I have to dig down real deep sometimes and understand I'm a, I'm doing this for Jesus, Amen. just like I was doing it for him. And if it wears me out, well, then so be it. If it tries my patience, so be it. I think, I hope, I pray I get a little bit better on every trip I go on. So it's and I, the, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the level, level of dedication, uh, the bar has come up quite a bit, and I'm good with that because it's helping me. It's changing me. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, you are a great example of what a step of faith is all about. Absolutely. Because, you know, you hear about a ministry like Eight Days Open. There's other ministries. So don't think, even though this is an hour-long broadcast about God-sized stories from the mission field with Eight Days Open, find a ministry that you feel comfortable in serving, that you trust, you believe in the leadership, the vision, and God is directing you to say yes. But say yes. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. say yes. Mm -hmm. Life is short. You don't know how much long... Use the gifts God's given you. Maybe you're great right. with websites. Maybe maybe you're a good speaker. Maybe you're you're good with a chainsaw. Maybe you're a cook. You know, maybe you're a mechanic. Sign up. Get our email alerts so whenever we go anywhere, you can come with us. Cheryl, we're going to let you go, but Mike, I'm going to ask you to pray for Cheryl because, right. you know, it's it's not 62 degrees in Louisiana. I know today's a little, it's going to get a little bit cooler, but um, just pray for her and the team that they continue to be a light during a very tough time in Laplace, Louisiana. Father, we are so grateful for volunteers and for, I'm going to say, leaders like Cheryl that have 
just yielded themselves to the call. Thank you for growing her spiritually. Uh, thank you for physical protection. Thank you for financial blessing. But God, thank you for her her, her passion and her, for people to make food. And, and thank you for those people that you'll be bringing in that they, she can share Jesus with, with, with a sandwich, with a meal. Yeah. And thank you for the volunteers that will be just working well together. And Lord, if there's someone that really needs Jesus, and we know you're placing them there, that they hear they hear and they see the gospel. Uh, and thank you for using Cheryl and her husband in a powerful way. In yes. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cheryl, I'll see you. You're going to be there tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. I'm coming by, girl. Get ready. Good deal. Don't, don't, now, don't throw anything at me when I show up. And don't tell me to get out of the kitchen. Just let me come in for a second so I get a quick picture, all right? All right. We'll throw some corned beef at you. How's uh, that? And I'll take that, girl. I promise Ooh, you. Nice. Say hi to Randy right. and say hi to everyone else. God bless you, girl. I will do that. You too. Cheryl Reynolds, one of our feeding leaders at Eight Days of Hope, serving after Hurricane Ida. We're still there, Mike. We're going to be there for at least another four weeks. Okay, Think about that. And you're Four weeks. And four. you're going down for a couple of days. And you're going to... Put some brisket together and bring it <laughs> no, back not. for me for no, the they, next show. No, they don't give me a chainsaw. They don't let me in the kitchen. You know, we've got a couple meetings with some of the churches we're partnering with and try to strategize what you know wh- what we're going to be doing over the next four weeks. But Mike, there are thousands of families that still need their roofs tarp. There are uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of families that have no food that are going to get fed today. You know, to me, um, I love that God has opened up sure. the door for eight days of hope. To, uh, to serve those in need. So is there still time? How can people get involved as we as they listen today? You know, it starts simply going to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Sign up to get our email alerts. Just submit your email address. We're not going to blow it up, I promise you. We're going to let you know whenever God's moving, and we're going to tell you where we're going, and we're going to invite you to come, and it's free. You just have to get there. We provide food and lodging. We have all the tools. We have leaders, volunteer leaders that will lead. We start out every day and end every day with some worship and devotion at night. The families that we serve, we bring back and they have dinner with us. You're going to make lifelong friends, lifelong friends. Mm. And and there'll be something inside of you that's going to be so fulfilling because you're serving, you're giving, you're going to see a fresh glimpse of who Jesus is in your own life as well as in the life of others. And and I'm telling you, because I've seen it and I've heard it from people like Cheryl, mm-hmm. you might leave exhausted, but your heart's going to be full. full You're going to be changed. Yes, more people will need to get food when Cheryl leaves. But Cheryl knows that God used her to make an impact to be a light to those who have nowhere to turn. Mike, that's priceless. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. I, and Steve, as you're, as you're saying that, there's something in everyone's heart that cannot, we can't fill. We can't make it happen right. until we do something like this. Yes. And like you always say, whether it's eight days of hope or another ministry, but get out and give of yourself Amen. and you'll be filled. Oh my gosh. I love those stories. Cheryl's amazing. Her husband's amazing. I can't wait to see him. I know he's going to pray for me like six times in two hours because I mean, some, yeah, he's, but that's who he is and he doesn't do it for show. I mean, that's just, it's on his heart. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have to remember, I don't wear a hat, but when I walk to him, he's taking off his hat. I, nope, I'm praying for you right now, brother. (laughs) It's my, it's my turn. Hey, pray, volunteer, donate everything that you donate today online at eight days of hope. Dot com or you mail a check will be spent in Louisiana helping out those in need. You can mail a donation to our P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 3208. That's 3208 Tupelo, Mississippi 
800-273-8803. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Richard Anthony Torres. Everyone calls him Rat, but he's nothing like a rat. He is an amazing (laughs) young man. He's tarping roofs for families in need in Laplace, and he's doing it for free because he wants to be a glimpse of Jesus. Jesus. When we come back, you listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Zach Williams, Heaven Help Me. Mm. Oh, I love that song. And help is on the way in Laplace, Louisiana with these volunteers, Mike. They've been doing an amazing job. They're still there serving families in need after Hurricane Ida. In fact, Mike, we just announced the other day that we're going to be in Louisiana through October 23rd. 23rd. That's like seven full weeks. I was going to say, seven weeks. That's, 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 that ties with our efforts with Hurricane Harvey when we were in Southeast Houston at Grace Church. But these volunteers, they've been amazing, Mike. You know, already hundreds and hundreds of volunteers served in Mandeville. We have hundreds of volunteers serving in Laplace. Uh, excuse me, getting ready to serve in Kenner. We just announced that. We'll be there starting next Friday through the uh, the 23rd. Uh, but with us now 
is a gentleman. I'm going to share his full name, but then very quickly transition to his nickname. His name is Richard Anthony Torres, R-A-T, yes. His friends call him Rat. Rat. Hey, Rat, how are you, my man? Mr. Tiber, I'm doing well. How are y'all doing over there? Everything is blessed. Lose the Mr. Tiber thing. He is so yeah. respectful. Uh, Steve works with me. You're hanging out with Mike Fiala. So, Rat, yeah. how, how first of all, how did you ever connect with 8 Days of Hope? Because you're like one of our all-star volunteers. How did you learn about the ministry? Where was your first trip? Oh, man. So, I'll tell you what, Steve. I just hit my one-year 8 anniversary. Yeah. Right. So I, I was pretty excited, and, and my divine appointment last night as I was written down for my de- devotion last night, and all of it just clicked on to me. So one year ago, I uh, my church introduced me to y'all. Y'all had re- uh, responded to uh, Leland, North Carolina, and my church worked, worked with y'all out there. And through my church in Hampstead, North Carolina, called Renovation Church, they introduced me to y'all out there and said, hey, we need to give back, so we're going to send a team to Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, last year, which we stayed in Jennings. Mm. And and so you've you served not just like one time and then showed up in Laplace. You've been a pretty loyal volunteer. You know, it's, uh, it's something that tugs on your heart. And uh, I think I told you my first words to you were, hey, Steve, I'm sorry. I might have caused Hurricane, I think it was Delta, because I had such uh, a transforming time at Lake Charles that I said, man, I can't wait to get back with my those family, eight days of whole family without, you know, hopefully without a disaster. But if it comes, these these people that serve and give on, they leave it all on the field, Steve, and, and it's amazing. I said I would do it too. Well, God called me to the carpet about a week later. He says, hey, here's your opportunity. Are you going to do it? And I came back from Vegas, came back from Dallas, and I said, hey, this is this is my opportunity, and it's been nonstop ever since. Jennings, Bay St. Louis, Safe House Tupelo, <laughs> Southside Alabama, Waverly, Tennessee, Mandeville, Louisiana. Wow. I got South Dakota and Pennsylvania on the schedule now too. So uh, it's 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 just I, I can't I can't I can't explain it. Every day you get off the get off the off a roof and you ask a person, hey, how was your day? And they said, oh man, best day ever. And they're tired and sweaty and sometimes covered in mud from underneath a house or just off a roof and and they say the best day ever and they um and they say it's it's just amazing if they were to take this to the workplace and say this every single day and have this mindset god it would be everybody would be blessed Amen. but I'm, I'm blessed to be here i i, I love his excitement mike i tell you <laughs> yeah, what absolutely. i wonder why this guy's nonstop, man he's just got so much energy and he loves serving well i can tell the listeners are are getting excited yeah, but i'm getting excited, you know, I'm getting excited. i want to get uh, on a roof what, you know <laughs> listen I, I it's odd calling you rat hey rat uh, <laughs> uh, tell, tell the listeners i mean why should they get involved then in? i mean what what's going to be their first experience when they first step on uh, a job site or uh, on the a volunteer situation with eight days of hope so we have we we can use all aspects of volunteers um, there's always a job for somebody if you can't do something you can always fill in somewhere it's really like i tell the teams get in where you fit in don't do anything you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with but get in where you fit in um we, we we're doing from tarpy roofs out here in laplace uh, we see a lot of devastation that happens getting inside inside the, the water getting inside the homes but everybody gets in where they fit in if you can't climb on a roof you can you can hand buckets or you can grab waters for people. You can sweep up the debris in, in people's yards. So there's there's a place for everybody here. Amen. And the fact that it's faith based right. is is 
tremendous. I, I've been on other um, other reliefs from Habitat for Humanity to uh, other things like that. But I tell you what, just the backing of faith based is is I can't I can't even explain that word. I mean, it's it's amazing. Well, Rat, Richard Anthony Torres is down in Laplace, Louisiana, and you're leading teams to tarp roofs. So when you pulled in Laplace and you start seeing the damage, Rat, what was going through your mind? Because I know you've seen other damage, but um, when you saw Laplace, no power, every roof, what what, what are you thinking? So just, I, I mean, one, just pray for the families and the community. It's um, You really don't know where to start. Um, you're, mm-hmm. You want to go in five different houses at one different time, and people see you on the house, and they come up to you and say, hey, what are you all doing up here? And it's heartbreaking because you can't go to five different houses with, with the minimal teams that we have, right. and we want to. And we just, like, we'll get to you, we'll get to you, we'll get to you. And that's the hard part that people have the problems with is the win. But once you get you get here, uh, we see we saw a lot of – there's more blue tarps than I think just regular roofs out here. Right. And okay. people are tarping still daily to this day. Um, we still have – today we have about six projects we're hoping to get onto today. Well, think about that, Mike. Six mm-hmm. families today need their roofs tarped. Okay. And because volunteers like Rat, <laughs> don't think bad things, Rat, but he's, he, you know, he's leading a team, Mike, and it's something simple. You know those blue tarps, they last 90, 120, maybe six days or six months. Mm-hmm. The tarps we use, Mike, it's a unique fiber material. It will last at least 12 months. And uh, you know, to me, it's just something basic, sure. and all you're trying to do is prevent further damage mm-hmm. into their house. So, so Rat, you're out there tarping roofs, and you're, you know, today you're going to touch six families. Do you have any stories from Laplace, Louisiana? Somebody you oh. met, somebody you loved down that you want to share with the listeners? Oh man, there's so many, but one sticks out on my head. Uh, a, a precious lady named uh, Edwina Williams. Um, she has been through. Three storms and one tornado out here, and her big. We always circle up to pray. We pray. We love to pray in the job with the homeowners, and love to pray out of a job with the homeowners. And as soon as we got, we asked her to come outside to pray. She says absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, Steve. She let out a sermon, which, which, which had me questioning my faith because it was so beautiful. She gave one, not all. But she gave all the glory to God, mm. and she says that her life is amazing because. She knows the suffering and the sacrifice that Jesus went through on a cross for her. So this right here that happened through three storms and one tornado, it's minimal. And the Mm -hmm. mindset and the attitude of people out here that we meet, it's just amazing. I question whether I would be, uh, you know, have all my life at, at the curb in a matter of days to gut my whole house. And if I would be this happy and she was just gave all the glory to God and, I tell you what, Steve, I'm, I'm sure somebody was cutting onions on our team because they had me tearing up. I, mean, I didn't cry or nothing, cause, but oh, it, was, it, was, it was a good moment. And she was, she was just blessed to share it with us. And she gave us a sermon. It, it, it was awesome. It, it was, so, so Miss Edwina Williams, if you're listening, ah, we, we still with you, and, and, and we love you. So if you're listening today, what Rhett just said is the, one of the number one reasons you need to Get your name in the system at 8daysofhope.com and come out and volunteer. Uh, your life will be radically changed. Here, here, here Rat's saying his faith is being challenged by somebody that just lost everything. And uh, moments like that can only be had when you get out and volunteer. We always say this. And if you can't, pray. But get out and volunteer, yeah. and you can always donate. 
So what is it? What entails in tarping a roof? Someone out there is saying, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So a, a hurricane comes, uh, you know, the, yeah. probably the second strongest hurricane ever to hit Louisiana, according to the, 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 the measurements, the pressure. And every roof is missing shingles, sometimes parts of the roof, entire roofs. When you tarp a roof, what does that entail? So we're actually just covering holes that would, would, would prevent further water damage into the, the home. So if we see an open space uh, besides, uh, uh, you know, we've had devastation as far as trees falling through roofs and power lines and power poles falling through, um, just pulling a big, I guess, great tarp, if the listeners know what tarps are, a right. big piece of material that won't that will that'll create water from going back into the house. Uh, we stretch it along each ridge line, and we make sure that the water flows outside of the house and not in the house, and try and protect, um, try, try and protect the homeowner while they're inside, so the roof doesn't fall on them anymore. Or they can at least get inside and start the muck out process, or get to the next step. Uh, just kind of eases that burden that they can actually return to the house once power is restored. Uh, there's still some communities around here that don't have power, and so once that, uh, they'll be able to go back inside their house and kind of take the next step in what they need to do to get back to normal life. So, Richard, when give us a little snapshot of your morning. I know you're on these roofs and helping out tarping like that, but you're, you're kind of the brains behind it, the organizer. T- tell us a little bit about that. So, um, I mean, so I tell you what, Steve and, and Mike, the, the best part of my morning is, is actually listening to morning devotion. We have one every morning, one every evening. Um, we do devotions here, and, and you can have the same devotion for three weeks, and over those three weeks, you hear that same devotion, um, you know, 42 different times. And each time you hear it, mm. it's a different perspective. And, and that's, that's how nice. I love my mornings to start. Uh, the second part of it is we all have breakfast together, and we kind of uh, we break out into team jobs. We, here we're doing a feeding team, which is doing phenomenal. They, right. I think they're up to 2,500 people they've, they've fed. And wow. li- <laughs> lines, is, as far as the eyes can see, um, hundreds of hundreds of cars, and I, I don't know how they do it, but they're, I mean, I, I guess I know how they do it through, through the power of God and, and, and everything, but um, we have a, we also have the laundry team, which is still uh, doing amazing well, too, and then the tarping team, and then we break up into teams, and then we, we go upon, we have a list of um, addresses that we go to, and we make contact with the homeowner, and then we ask them exactly what, what how we can meet the needs of the homeowner and uh, they, they kind of guide us through and we want us to go, we can do as much as they want or as little as they want. Um, and, and we walk and kind of hopefully walk them through a process of, of getting life back to normal. We're talking um, to what we're, we're talking to our, one of our volunteer leaders. He's in Louisiana serving those in need after hurricane Ida. You're listening to hope reigns. It's a broadcast of eight days of hope. You know, before this segment, we were playing a song by Zach Williams, Heaven Help Me. And I was sharing earlier today in the broadcast, Rat, that I, last week when I was in Laplace, I met a lady and we talked and she needed a roof tarped and, and we've tarped a roof. But before I left, she just said, please help me. Um, we hear that a lot. Or thank you for helping me. I know when you leave, you're going to be exhausted because I know you're a hard worker. You're a great leader and you lead by example and you get it. You understand why we do. We're not doing it, you know, to earn our way into heaven. We do it because we know Jesus. We love Jesus. He's changed our lives and we want others to see the hope that we know in knowing him. When you leave, you're going to be exhausted, but I know your heart's going to be full. When you leave Laplace, Rat, what's going to be going through your mind about your time of serving there after Hurricane Ida? 
well, one, just that, uh, you know, with continued prayers over, over the devastation in this area because mm-hmm. they, they definitely need it. But two, just that, that, that I left it all on the field for people that needed it just a little bit more That's than that. me mm-hmm. at this moment. And, uh, you know, if I, if I leave tired, it's an amazing thing because I can tell myself that I left, I left all the blood, the sweat, the tears, because it, it, stuff's going to happen. You're going to nick your hand. You're going to bleed. You're going to sweat tremendously, <laughs> especially being down here in South Louisiana and the humidity. Don't, oh. don't, don't, tell, don't tell our northern friends because they won't come volunteer because I hear it's going to get a lot cooler next week, right? right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. This is a great vacation spot. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. Louis- <laughs> it's hot and humid in Louisiana. It is what it is. The good news is we'll give you a couple good-looking T-shirts and we'll even do your laundry for free. Right, Rat? Daily, these it's, it's amazing how 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 just ecstatic the laundry ladies are just to do loads of laundry. And oh they had at one at one day I think they did eighty. One fellow dropped off thirty two or thirty three loads all at once, and he kind of looked at them like he needed it back that night. And they stayed up and they did. Oh, oh just incredible! Yeah, so fe- so pe- feeding people in need today putting tarps on roofs for people in need today in Louisiana, doing Doing laundry laundry, for free, including for some of the linesmen and women who are serving uh, and doing all they can to bring power. Thank you so much, Rat, for who you are in Jesus. Uh, Thank you for leading in excellence. I love you, brother. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm thankful that I'm your friend, that you're my friend, that God's connected us, and can't wait to see you. Are you going to be around tomorrow? Uh, I'll be here till the 28th, enough time to drive my vehicle somewhere and fly to South Dakota and start setting up oh, there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. He's off to the next safe house. I love That's it. Well, awesome. brother, I hope our paths cross tomorrow. I'm in and out for a couple of days, got some appointments, but love to see you. Mike, we are not going to let him go without yeah, praying for him. Here's a guy, think about it, and I know we got to wrap up, but here's a volunteer who's serving those in need in Hurricane Ida, charging nobody anything. Right getting ready to park his car to get on a plane to go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to help build a safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking with other eight days old volunteers. Man, mm. Rat, um, you are a warrior for the Lord, man. Mm. And I tell you, what an inspiration. Mike, pray him out, would you, brother? Yes. Father, we are so moved in our spirit right now just by listening to the stories mm. and, the, and the heart of, of Rat. We're, we're just so grateful for him. Thank you for physical, mental, emotional, spiritual rejuvenation, yes, financial blessing, and Lord, uh, that he'll know and he knows that all the sweat that he... <laughs> And all the hard work is not in vain, but those are coming to know Christ. Thank you for refreshing him and just making him just continue to be vibrant in Jesus. Bless him and keep him safe in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you, brother. Go tarp six roofs today, right? Mike and I are going to just work on the phone, and you're out there busting your tail. Go, <laughs> go rat. That's, go that's rat. Go. That's the one. Everybody I hear applause could say at least they had one rat on the roof, and hopefully that's the last one. <laughs> God bless you, brother. Say hi to everyone. We'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Take care, uh, Richard Anthony Torres, better known as Rat, one of our I'm telling you. lead volunteers. What excitement! I mean, I'm ready to get on a plane and get down there right he, now. Just he didn't want to be interviewed. He said, "Steve, I'd be a, a terrible interview." I'm, I'm, because he is a little shyer. Really? Until you get to know him. But he's so passionate about what God has called him to do. Certainly. You hear that in his voice, Mike. Yeah. Um, at some point, you got to hear his testimony. 
Oh, I should have asked oh, him. We're yeah, gonna have we him should. on. Another yeah, time. have him on again for we'll, sure. We'll, we'll have to do the two-hour version because he's got a lot of good, <laughs> got a lot of good stories and information. And but he's shy. You're saying <laughs> he he really didn't want to do the interview, and I said, brother, this is where God, you know, expands and and, and broadens us and grows us and. Uh, but so thankful for them. Mike, we, we have really got to do a quick wrap up. But, you know, today we talked to Cheryl Reynolds. She's leading people to feed people in Laplace, Louisiana. We talked to Rat, uh, who's on six, going to be on six roofs today, tarping roofs for free, <laughs> yes. both sharing the gospel, praying for people. I know that right now a lot of people are down on our, our, our country, down on things in the world. I don't know about you, but my club cup is not half full mm. but it's running over brother it's it's overflowing um i like to I, I got a phrase from from each of them uh cheryl said is it odd or is it god i, I like that <laughs> and then uh you know what rat just said is uh get in where you fit in and volunteer. those are good good for you that you remember that because both of both times i heard that i thought oh i like that yeah i'll send it to you that's why you, that's why you have the, that's why you have the pen in your hand and it's so simple sure you know, these are these are people that take a step of faith and they said yes. Would you consider volunteering with Eight Days Hope? We're going to be in Louisiana to October 23rd. This is going to be our third site in seven weeks. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So excited that God's allowed us to love and serve the brokenhearted. Secondly, would you consider volunteering? Come hang out with us. I'm sorry. Secondly, pray for us. If you can't come, you don't feel comfortable during the pandemic, we get it. We respect that. Pray for Rat. Yes. Pray for Cheryl. Yes. Pray for the families we're serving. Pray for the linesmen that were doing their laundry that mm. if they don't know Jesus, they hear yes. and they see Jesus and they ask questions Come on. and they receive Jesus before they leave because of a disaster. That's right. Lastly, donate. It's simple. We can't do what we do unless right. you sow into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Please, if you've never donated before to us, we're a member of ECFA. We get a third-party audit. We, we, we have our partners cover mm -hmm. all of our fixed costs. I don't know of any other organizations that do this, that do disaster relief. Maybe there's some. Mm -hmm. But if you donate Eight Days of Hope, every dollar you give would be passed through. 100% pass through, not 90%, not 80%, 100%. You can give online at 8daysofhope.com. You can mail a donation to P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. The address is on our website at 8daysofhope.com. It's on our Facebook page. We're on Instagram and Twitter as well. Yes, God is moving. I know. Get, I, get I, on the train. <laughs> I can't wait to go tomorrow. And I'll tell you, I'm only okay. going for three days, but I'll bring six shirts. Because <laughs> now it is supposed to cool off. I think this weekend it's going to be in the low 80s, which is a okay. cool off for Louisiana. A little bit of humidity. Uh, well, nah, it's, it, you're, it's fine. But you eat real good when you come down there. Ooh, you know yes. that. Anyways. Mm. Mike, thank you for hanging out, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Love thank you. you some some of our national partners. I want to thank American Family Radio for being one of our national partners. The Chapel in Western New York, New Point Community Church in Ohio, Destiny Worship Center in Florida, Renaissance Bank in Mississippi, Barnes Crossing Auto Group in Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Covenant Church in Dallas, Great Church, Grace Church in Houston, Joyce Meyer Ministry, Hand of Hope for being a part of the ministry, Crescent Memorial. Uh, Proverbs for Life in Tupelo, Mississippi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They cover our fixed cost. Pray, volunteer, donate. More information, go to 80s Hope. Thank you to our partners. Hey, we can't wait till you join us next Saturday. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.